What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today I am talking with Lower Automation. This is a little new for the show here. It's definitely something we haven't discussed yet. Uh, it is a punk show, but this is this is something else. I don't know how to box this or pigeonhole this, but these guys play like funky, technical, spastic, fast jams, and there's just more notes than any three-piece band has ever written in, <laughs> in this 20-minute new album here. Uh, they're fusing all sorts of interesting sounds into a very unique style. Uh, this track's called Ruiner, and it's my favorite track off their latest self-titled album, so check it out. Thanks for coming on to chat with me today, guys. How are you feeling? Good. Thanks for having us. Pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, can you guys just state your name and what role you play in the band? I'm Andy, and I hit drums. <laughs> and I also move drums. <laughs> yeah, lots of moving. Yeah. Uh, I'm Derek, and I play guitar and sing. Cool. And so we're missing the bass player today. Yeah, Brian is is uh, in transit. Okay, no worries. Actually. And so like I said, uh, that song you just heard, that this is a three-piece. Um, Derek, I don't know how you play and sing at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me, too. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, it initially started because no one else, like in high school, no one else would sing. So like I started singing, and then I had to practice a lot to do that. And this was like simple stuff, you know, in high school. And... Um, I took piano lessons when I was a kid, so to me, it's kind of like 
guitar is the left hand, singing is the right hand sort of thing, and like kind of interlacing the syncopation. Um, usually it happens pretty naturally, but on this album there was a lot of stuff that I had to actually practice to be able to sing and play at the same time. So, because uh, some of it was just written really weirdly. Um, but yeah, just takes practice. I think anyone can do it. Fuck, I can, I can barely sing and play a punk song. <laughs> average power chords so i definitely had to ask how he's pulling that one off but piano yeah. theory and practice that makes sense yeah it's beyond me i can kind of do it but like with stuff like dread man like a lot of stuff on this album i cannot i can't even begin to think about it <laughs> yeah no i can i can barely strum power chords while singing and i can't sing well either so to play technical riffs and sing decently there's just there's just no way it's it's impressive it's impressive I normally ask, like, did you guys check out the show before agreeing to come chat with me today, or were you guys just down? I not before agreeing. We kind of agreed to do <laughs> yeah. whatever uh, after agreeing. Then I was then I checked it out. Yet yeah. I have been working nonstop, so I've been trying to make time for a lot of other stuff in my life. So I apologize, but after this, I totally will, man. Oh, That's don't fun. apologize. Yeah. Podcasts are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a broken record, and I usually start pretty much every episode by asking my guests how they got into punk rock, because I'm assuming before you started playing stuff this technical, you started off with much simpler music, yeah? Yeah, probably, yeah. Could you re- like can you recall how you first got introduced into punk and how it progressed towards what you guys are playing today? Well, for me, it was like I was in middle school, and everybody started like discovering stuff like Metallica and Megadeth and stuff like that. So it was, it, metal was first because I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is badass with all the, um, you know, all the noodly stuff. I was like, wow, this is super technical and made me want to learn. And in high school, I started to like, I don't know, I kind of dodged a lot of the, the more technical stuff. I don't really have a good reason for it, I guess. I just connected more with a lot more of the, the energy coming from music. One of my favorite bands in high school was Rage Against the Machine. I talk about it all the time at this point. So I started getting into like the super like intense screaming stuff instead of the more, you know, like intricate stuff that comes with metal. And then I started getting the thrash metal like DRI. And then, you know, I started like talking to my parents a little bit and they talked about hardcore a little bit. And I was like, whoa, this is like fast and intense and like, yeah it's brutal you see your parents yeah my um my parents were into the scene a little bit like mostly just like live music and going out seeing like whatever shows but like my mom went to high school with um one of the dudes from ssd which is kind of cool solid state drive (laughs) no there's a boston punk band but um cool yeah, they were into that, and they were into bands like The Replacements and stuff, so oh, it, was, cool. it was pretty easy to get into a lot of that music. Nice. And yourself, Derek? Um, so, I, I was actually, I, was th- I read the questions, I, I was thinking about this, but um, I, I think for me, the crossover into punk happened um, in middle school, in, in high school, I was really into this band called Project 86. And they put out an album my freshman year that was like really different than anything that they'd ever done. And it was very like, had much more of a punk energy than a hardcore or, or a metal kind of thing. And it was very jarring for me at first. Um, 
but it kind of, I kind of kept listening to it uh, just to try to figure out, you know, if I liked it or not. And at that same time, um, this album, um, the second album by this band called Only Crime came out. Um, Only Crime is the drummer from The Descendants, the singer from Good Riddance, the guitarist from Bane. And they, they, they have like, I think three albums now. Um, I don't listen to any of those bands. So I had no idea who like any of those guys were, but um, I listened to that album, fell in love with it, and then ended up seeing them open for a band called The Wilhelm Scream. Um, which is like very shreddy kind of punk music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was kind of, that's kind of my entry into it. Um, so pretty much an in punk, I mostly listened to like the fringes or like the weirder stuff mm-hmm. um, typically. Um, but yeah, I think same thing as Andy that I just got really into the, um, the aggression rather than the technicality, but it was sort of like through metal um, that I got into it. So two questions. I never normally ask this, but I'm curious because you guys like are hard to put in a box, which is a good thing, obviously. Like normally on the show, uh, we do like we do all sorts of punk genres, but mostly, you know, hardcore and screamo. Um, you guys being neither. What the hell do you guys categorize yourself as? Like genre wise, like is, like you guys do. You don't do the post thing, or is it mathcore? You do we usually play like, mathcore. That's people. That's yeah. what typically people say. I don't think we like. I, I don't think we totally fit into that. Um, we don't do the panic chords. We don't do the chugging. We don't do the right exactly. Whammy pedal slide things. We don't um, really have any breakdowns. Either. We don't have. We we avoid if if ever a breakdown happens, we think about okay, is this really necessary in the song? We there were, the break yeah, there, have been, <laughs> there were actually some on this album that we took out. Oh, no way? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not. So were they like chuggy breakdowns? No, like, no. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> like, like the actual rhythmic breakdowns. I can't imagine you guys like ripping fucking open chugs or anything. Yeah, no, it wasn't the chugging thing, um, but more just like switches into half tempo kind of thing, um, which is something we've done on. Mm-hmm. um prior releases but on this one we really tried to avoid that um but yeah I, so that's i think really the math core thing is like it's definitely not math rock um and it, we i guess we kind of borrow a lot from hardcore so that's kind of where that that comes in um right. but i think a lot of people that like math core don't like us because it's cl- mostly clean vocals and like yeah there's no chugging or like it's not heavy really in that sense you know it's more frantic than heavy yeah yeah and that's another thing i was I was gonna ask like because it is all clean vocals which is like it's kind of it's kind of rare in technical music now that well in technical music that's as heavy and and, and technical as i can uh, it just sounds fucking stupid i'm gonna edit that <laughs> <laughs> clean, clean vocals are a rarity in technical music now and i find post hardcore is such an open genre title that it can encompass so many bands that it's like a lazy just like i don't know what to call these guys so i'll just fucking say they're post so Mm -hmm. i I don't consider that either so i was trying to like when i'm writing your intro i'm like how the fuck do i explain this like they're not really post it's not really math it's not really grind but it is all of that and it's all like this crazy fusion like you know kudos you guys have a very unique style oh thank you i appreciate it usually we get um at the drive-in yeah, that was the first thing I was going to say is like, whatever you say, like, we're not at the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I told 
Mr. David Norman of Zegama Beach Records that I'd be speaking with you guys. And he said, don't ask about at the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, I, I think, I, think um, I don't, I actually don't mind being compared to at the drive-in. Um, I just don't, um, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't hate the band or dislike them. I just never really got into them. So like, I don't understand where it's, I just don't get it. Is yeah, what no, it is. same. I so like, that. so, um, to me, that's always kind of thrown me for a loop was like, okay. Um, and no one in this band, um, including our first drummer, none of us really have ever listened to At The drive I don't think. I know like One Arm Scissor. Yeah. Like a few other songs. Like I know some of their songs. I have one of their albums, but like <laughs> as far as influences go, I don't, I don't think that's anything we tried to channel or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they're going to be so bummed when they hear this. <laughs> start a fake internet beef with that just ride that coattail of fame eh? <laughs> oh man oh, Jesus so I did mention uh, that I spoke with David of Zegama Beach Records because he put out physical copies of your latest self-titled album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the only label to release it yep nice mm-hmm. nice and where did you guys end up recording this? I saw you post on Instagram today. It looked really nice. Uh, it looks nicer than it was. Um, we got an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. Um, yeah, was I think it was like, like four and a half hours from Chicago. And yeah, it was this cabin. Um, the one we wanted was in Wisconsin, but then it was COVID. And then that cabin ended up being booked. So we just kind of had to choose this one. It actually was perfect because... The ceilings were like, it was like 40 feet high. It was like an A-frame um, cabin, uh, but it did not, uh, it was not as big as it looked. Like we had the drum set up in there and I slept uh, up in the loft and the bathroom was downstairs. So in the middle of the night, if I had to go to the bathroom, I had to walk uh, around all of the drums and the <laughs> mic cables and snake around. There was also a bunch of furniture in there that we had to strategically position around yeah. the place. And we did that like immediately. We were like, oh, can we move this stuff? It was like... No air conditioning as yeah, well. We had to turn uh, that off while we there were was, there. was a, wi- a window unit, which wasn't really enough for, you know, 90 degree summer weather. Um, it made more noise than cold. And then also, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who recorded this then? Was this just DIY? Like, yeah, yeah it was us. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you guys mix and mastered it yourselves then too, or? Uh, I mixed it. Andy is a live sound engineer. And then I do um, mostly mixing and mastering oh, wow. work. Um, so between the two of us, we kind of had it, had it covered. Um, and Brian is very, our bass player is very particular about tones and stuff. So he's, he doesn't te- know all like the technical nuts and bolts of everything, but he's it's really good to have him there. It's got that ear. Yeah. Nice. So, wow, that's a, that's a hell of a mix and master for not going through professional studios and such. Uh, well, we did actually, we did have a, a, a guy named Colin Jordan mastered it. Um, he works out of Chicago. He's awesome. He has a really great studio. Um, so he's, he's actually mastered all of our releases. Um, super easy to work with and a really cool guy. Uh, so he definitely helped it, helped it shine. Okay, so you guys did all the recording yourselves and then the mixing, but he did the final mastering. He did the master, mm-hmm. yeah. Very cool. Well, it still sounds great considering it wasn't done in a studio. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. awesome.
Um, I wanted to ask, since you guys like did get released on ZBR, do, do you guys like Screamo music? Because, I mean, <laughs> that's most of that roster on that label, right? I mean, I like... I like a lot of emo and like emo punk and stuff like that. So that's yeah. kind of like the farthest that I will go. I'm trying to think of like bands on the top of my head. One of the first bands when I was a teenager I liked was like Bullet for My Valentine. So like I'll go there with Screamo, <laughs> but like other bands, not, I don't know. It's, it's not my favorite. Like I don't find myself listening to a lot. I listen to Grindcore though. I listen to Grindcore and Power Violence. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, Brian and I, I'm pretty sure Brian doesn't listen to Screamo. I do not really. Um, yeah, it, it's not like a, like we hate it or anything. It just never, never, never really got into that. Um, so when someone recommended we send this album to Mr. David Norman, um, I was like, that really? And they're like, yeah, you should send it to him. I was like, okay. Because um, the whole, like, you know, they're very much, uh into screamo and so it just it didn't if i was like i don't think most screamo fans will be into this um oh, i'm definitely a big fan i thought it was cool because i mean cbr is at a point where if they like it they're putting it out it doesn't fucking matter yeah they're um, awesome and yeah. the daves are really cool um they've been extremely helpful and um yeah it's it's been just awesome to work with them um super nice guys too um so it's cool i mean it's it we're kind of used to being the odd band out wherever we go um there's no, we don't really have a scene in chicago that we fit in um or yeah, i was gonna ask about that the, what's the local scene like where you guys are from i mean there's a lot awesome. yeah there's a lot of stuff Very going on. yeah um who do you guys play with though like we play with a lot of like more more like hardcore and post-hardcore bands um but more in more like the newer post-hardcore sound you know um with the chugging and stuff and um so we just played that show with luca yeah luca we played cool. with a lot there's a band called tanzen that we played with a lot um we play with moontooth whenever they come to town moontooth uh, Moontooth, yeah. Have you have you ever listened to them? I haven't heard any of these names. So that's okay, you that. should you should check out Moontooth. It's um, I would call it more like classic metal, but they okay. do have a lot of like shredding stuff, um, so, sort of classic rock as well. It's kind of interesting, uh, blend of genres. Super cool dudes. Um, Sawbuck is also super rad. Yeah, but that's like the only other like uh, mathcore kind of band yeah. around here. Sawbuck, highly recommend listening to those guys super super cool cool I, I love asking so i can always like hear this back and go check out more bands you know that's the whole point i want to hear new music oh mm -hmm. yeah people who are listening hopefully they're here to check out new music mm -hmm. so that's what's about right Absolutely. yeah for sure i mean there's a ton of stuff in chicago um it's definitely very rich and very varied um which is awesome and and it is kind of cool not not really having a scene because we play in a ton of different uh, with just with a ton of different types of bands yeah i was gonna say it sounds like mixed bills eh? they just throw whoever the fuck that's kind of that's kind of where we we work we oh. yeah we've we've played like those hardcore shows and stuff and i'm those... trying to remember the name of that band i think they were canadian that we played with at cubby bear 
but that was like a straight rock and roll band and we opened for them it was kind of a, that was an interesting night yeah yeah <laughs> but that was that was a good show they were good. <laughs> why was it interesting it was though it was just it was just weird I, I don't know why they had us they we were asked to play that show and we're like okay and um, yeah, it was super last minute yeah okay yeah it was it was uh <laughs> yeah just not not really i i mean i I mean, it was a slow night, yeah, and it was, it was just okay. the, all the bands were very different. Um, the the last band was very uh, full full scale production with all their like backing tracks and lights and stuff. And I was I showed up and I played like the hot rotted house drum kit. Flames <laughs> yeah, on it. flames on the side. <laughs> Actually, it was not a bad kit. Yeah, right. It sounded good. good. Is there is there pics of that? I bet you look badass behind a nice. Dude, I bet there are somewhere. I'd have to dig them up. Yeah, no, I'll have to ask my friends over there. <laughs> this was like a, a like two months before COVID. Yeah. Um, before the lockdown here, anyway. So, almost two years ago now. Um, so I'd have to dig around and see if we have those. It was yeah. it was it was pretty awesome looking. We fit on we fit on very different bills. Yeah. <laughs> or don't fit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> very different bills. <laughs> So yeah, like I said, you know, hard to put you guys in a box. So I'm sure you're you're unique on any set list you play. What would you guys consider like main influences towards the sound of lower automation? Because I so it took me a while. I've been listening to the album nonstop since it came out, and it hit me like a week ago. I don't know if it's the bass or what, but I was like, oh, I got a Primus vibe, small Primus vibe, and it just came out of nowhere. I was like, that's what it was. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you guys like Primus, so I got to ask. Like, Our bass player does, yeah. Oh, okay, uh-huh. good. Yeah. I don't dislike Primus at all. I just never, uh, haven't spent a whole lot of time listening to them. Oh, I'm not even a massive fan. I think it was just like one bass line. Uh, I wrote it oh, down okay. to. It was like the intro of, uh, the intro riff to Paper Cuts.
Oh, it's just drums and bass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can kind funky. of see that. Funky. Yeah. yeah. And they gave yeah, me the smallest. That's our kind of funky song. Yeah. 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 You should slap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had just that smallest vibe and I was like, I wonder if these guys fuck with Primus. I bet the bass player does. Oh, Brian does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like- what, what else would you consider? Like, like I, I know no one tries to write like anybody else, but you know what I mean? Like, what do you sure. think influenced your writing style? I mean, yeah, I think I was thinking about this um, this summer too. Um, I mean, I think there's been so many different things. Some of some of some. Uh, wow, I was a lot of stuttering. Some influences I think are just so like, it's like it's something I listened to once and didn't love it, but it definitely influenced the way I write or you know something like that. I don't know. There's tons of stuff like that. I think some of my favorite things that I think like had bigger, like the biggest impact on me, like uh, I, growing up listening to funk was definitely a big, huge part of that. Um, uh, I guess like Dillinger Escape Plans, some of their first, their first couple albums um, I got into in high school a little bit. And that was kind of, that was actually very eye opening for the time. Now I don't, I don't really listen to a whole lot of them anymore, but that was something that was like definitely inspirational um and like uh i mentioned project 86 earlier that was that was pretty big on me especially lyrically um and uh i think my two favorite bands are public enemy and a wilhelm scream so i think those are kind of i don't think we we were obviously we don't sound like public enemy i don't think think we sound a whole lot like a wilhelm scream but that's kind of where those are my favorites. So that's what I, that's probably mostly what I've listened to. Um, so I don't really know. I, that, that's all I got. <laughs> no, it's obviously, it's obvious, you know, inspiration is obviously a mix of everything you've come across, right? Is there like a specific drumming style that stands out for you there or? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember this, the name of this one band. I think they were Australian and they were banned for like four years, but like, very um kind of spacey guitar it's like a power trio um and the drummer would just go ape all the time on every song and i was like wow that snare is super like pingy like this almost sounds like it doesn't fit but like let me see if i can find i'm spacing so bad on uh, (laughs) the name of this band it's all good i'll make it sound real nice we'll edit out the uh (laughs) the drags in between (laughs) Make Good Your Escape is the name of the band I was searching for. Yeah, no. They were, like, I'm influenced a lot by video game soundtracks. Um, What's it? The Skate Games. And then um, the Burnout series was really killer. Like, they turned me on to um, Bullet From My Valentine and, like, a lot of the, like, I don't know, Yellow Card and stuff when I was a kid. Um, But one of the Burnout games had this song on it. Uh, Beautiful Ruin by Make Good Your Escape and it turned me on to this band and I was like whoa this this drumming style it's super like erratic and everywhere but it's tight and groovy and mm-hmm. like the tone of the drums sound really cool so I draw from that style a lot because that's like kind of like if I'm thinking of like new songs or like putting parts to stuff that's that's kind of like the vibe that I look for um I don't know. Also, Rage Against the Machine. I love Brad Wilkie. Um, he's an incredible drummer and like whatever beat, you know, a lot of the songs are very similar tempo, but like everything is different. Um, yeah, he kept it fresh. 
or like, you know, if it's a faster song, um, always different and always like piques my interest, you know, like keeps me grooving with it. That's the kind of styles that I drew from coming into this album. Derek wrote a lot of the, the drum parts though. So like came in like just with like the flair, I guess. <laughs> and what, what was the burnout uh, game series? What was that? Like oh, Burnout, Revenge. It's like this game where the you driving game, right? Yeah, you drive and you like race and you just wreck other cars on the way and stuff and you like wreck <laughs> yourself and get points. No, it was a lot of fun. It <laughs> PS- was like a PS2 uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it came it came from PS2, Xbox 360. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, but those soundtracks are pretty killer. I like those a lot. So what the hell's the writing process like when you guys pack a million notes into a 20-minute self-titled release album? Like, <laughs> are you coming in there, Derek, with with riffs and you and the bassist are are like do you have like a song structure and then you put the lyrics to it? Like how does this all come together? So I mean every song is so, is somewhat different. Um for this album, most of the songs started with lyrics and then um, the music would somehow be influenced by that and maybe all of the lyrics changed and then <laughs> I had to rewrite to it because the song was very different. Um, but most of the songs, except for like a couple, started with lyrics. Um, but usually, that's typically not the way we've done things in the past. Usually, um, I kind of write everything and then um, like, I, I'm not a drummer. So I like program drum parts. And then um, so how we did it this time around was we would share the like MP3s with each other. So like I would send a demo out and then we would talk about it on the phone usually. Um, yeah, Cause this started like, yeah. mostly when the pandemic started and we were trying to stay away from each other. And we had a lot of long phone conversations. I still have a lot of notes uh, yeah. in my basement from those conversations about suggestions and stuff we'd go over, like we'd listen through and be like, oh, at this second mark, you know, like we kind of want to do some different timing or something like that. It was, it was, um, the second day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, you'd have to be with the way you guys are writing. Like, Christ well, yeah. And sometimes the problem is like, okay, the 38 second mark. Well, it's like a second is so long. There's like eight snare hits in that second. Which one are you talking uh, about? So, so that, that sure, was definitely, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, yeah, that must've been tricky. It was a little, it was a little difficult. And then, so we, we did that for like three months or something. And then we booked the cabin and then we had another three months of practicing the songs um, and just playing through them. And then there was a lot of editing during that time too. Um, and there were a few parts that were written like a week or two before we went to the studio. Um, like actually the end of Ruiner, that very last like fast bit. That was, we all, we knew we needed something like that there, but we didn't, have anything and uh or we had two different things written and we scrapped both of them and then that one um i just came up with one i think it was a morning heard that in my head and then that was it um but and then that was like something we had to piece together like uh, a couple days before we left to go record um so this album was very frantic and like we left a lot of stuff up until the last minute um, which I think helped with the energy. Um, that's not something we've done before. Usually everything is like plotted out. We can play it how we want it. And then we go record. Um, so this time was a little bit different. Yeah. Frantic is definitely a word I would use to describe your sound. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the perfect word. 
And uh, yeah, so I, I chose Ruiner as the intro track because even as far as your tracks go, since they're all pretty, they're pretty fucking weird. Ruiner was even a weird one for the album in general. And it's near the end, if not the last track, I thought, right? Yes, yeah, the last um, one, yeah. So I thought I'd throw it in at the beginning, kind of ease into the chaos. It's like, that song's not quite as up to up to speed as all the other ones, like literally tempo-wise up to speed. Sure. Like, it's a little slower, a little funkier, a little groovier, a little weirder. It's, it's funny that's, um, I think this was Andy's idea, actually. Yeah, we did that too, actually. We put that at the front of our set. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we played one show, our first show oh, back. Um, was a couple weeks ago. And we opened with Runer. Um, which was kind of fun because uh, it's very different than any of our other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually like singing melodic things, you know, like yeah, we'll the, the, the singing was a little different too. Like it, it's mm-hmm. not not that it was different; it was just a different pattern. The way you fit things and the way you were, the melodies were different than the yeah. yeah. It's one of the only songs with melodies on the album, like vocal melodies, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so that was. Uh, that one's that's one of my favorite ones to play, um, because, especially because of the intro with all the dynamics. Typically in lower automation world, we don't do dynamics. We're just like <laughs> go, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Or, well, there's quick breaks. There's quick breaks. Yeah, we'll take like little breaks and stuff, but like that millisecond there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before going back to sheer technical chaos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this album kind of let it breathe a little more, so there's more, a little more space and stuff um or dynamic room no it's it's good that you mentioned uh you guys have been playing shows because i was going to ask like have you played anything yet just the one just one show yeah i think we have we have like four or five books through the end of the year and then um yeah i don't know but you know with the covid stuff i don't know what's going to happen with yeah with everything so yeah is there anything uh exciting you can announce that's coming up or Vinyl yeah, we're going to have the vinyls pretty quickly here. Um, so those will be uh, shipping out um, as soon as we get them. I don't know, in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, got, I got my pre-order for sure. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so uh, they weren't supposed to come until October or November, but they're, I think they're going to be done by next week. Oh, so no, they, um, they like us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no guarantees, obviously, especially with the, the way things are going, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. pressing times and stuff right now it's fucking chaos yeah so i was like when we got the when david messaged us and was like hey we we're gonna have finals next week i was like oh wow like i did not expect i was expecting like november december um to be honest but cool. glad, it, glad it worked out quicker yeah okay so we're going back to the davids again mr cullen did a fucking crazy piece of work for you guys that the uh, live set video mm-hmm. i was i was oh. hoping too when i heard you guys i'm like this band's got to be just that tight live too. Like you can't write music that technical and like be sloppy live. That's so, what we hope. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the goal. <laughs> well, just to write that itself, like you got, you know, you got to be on par. So that's what I was hoping when I was going into that. And then I'm watching it and it just, it's fuck trippy, trippy video. Did you guys have a direction for that? Like, were you involved in the artistical uh, oh, of that uh, no not at all Dave um, just kind of did his thing right? yeah we just um we asked him if he would mind helping us out with that and then we did the we actually we're in the basement where we filmed it yeah um we just we borrowed some mics and stuff and set up down here and um 
On the other side of the basement was the computer for the audio and Brian was manning that. And, um, and then Dave was walking around with the cameras. Um, so it was done very DIY. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, basically what it was. Um, I mean, we played your song like four or five times. So it took a few hours and then, uh, Dave, I don't even think we saw a draft. He just was like, Hey, I'm done. And we, and we're like, this is amazing. So yeah, he just came in with a bunch of cameras set up around yeah. and, uh, we did a few different takes and you got different mobile angles and it came out super, super cool. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. He did uh, yeah. a great job. If you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I think what he just YouTube lower automation full set. Yeah, it should be a live set or something like that, and you'll yeah, see a live set. Crazy, crazy experience. Um, <laughs> well, we'll get the talking about some other bands. If you guys could play with any band, who would it be, and why? You think big here; it doesn't have to be realistic. Man. So I'm going to go with a very <laughs> bad choice. Um, I cool. would love to play with Depeche Mode. Ooh, that's cool. Um, no one there would like us, which would sort of be kind of the fun. Um, Expose yourself to a new crowd of <laughs> haters. Yeah, but that would be amazing. Um, for, like realistically, though, I would love to open for a Wilhelm scream and propaganda. Propaganda, yeah. That would be like a dream night for me. Um, oh, propaganda! That's the most technical punk rock around, man. Yeah, they're I so love, good. I love propaganda. God, they're good. And so good live too. Like even I've the never scream, seen them. I've never had. You never seen them? I've never had the privilege. No. Oh, you got to do it whenever you can. I know that they're they're trying to start touring again this year. I think they just did, uh, postponed everything to next year. But mm-hmm. um, I saw them before. I didn't really like them back then. I went with a friend in high school, and I had no idea what I was seeing. It was, it was amazing. Uh, they're so good live. Man, I'd have to either go between. Uh, I think my realistic option would be Mets. I don't know if y'all know Mets, but like they're also like a noise like rock band and like they do a lot more of the technical stuff. I re- I saw them one time a few years ago in Chicago and that was that was bonkers. Very kind of similar frantic style. I I really like, you know, that kind of stuff, very loud. Um I would check them out. Um I don't know, another one would probably be Ceremony. <laughs> like old ceremony or new ceremony, yeah, old ceremony or it doesn't matter and new ceremony yeah i just saw them recently like before the pandemic too very very nice. cool no i'm a big fan of ceremony are they still playing old stuff yes oh yeah I, how does that how does that fit in the set they're playing like stuff that's more towards power violence thrashy hardcore for their older discography and then they're playing like fucking 80s new wave shit like yeah no like a lot of bands tend to typically are like doing that now i guess like a lot of the dudes that used to be hardcore are now going like oh let's make some new wave and like uh like post-rock post-punk post-punk kind of stuff yeah uh, that, i really like when bands do that and do it well i really like uh the l-shaped man and then that that newer record that uh ceremony has out but like violence 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 ronert park like those ones yeah. are still super heavy like they played sick and they also they played in the round, so like they we were just like all around their little stage in the middle of the venue, like we were like behind them for a minute. It was crazy, like people were going up on the stage and like diving and stuff. But then like they, the was guitar- it an actual stage or were they on the floor? No, there it was a stage, it was built a stage? Up, okay. like in the middle of the of uh, Talia Hall, I think. 
no, it was really cool. Um, and then like after like some hardcore songs, like the block of hardcore songs, they play some new stuff and the guitar player pick up a guitar and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to vibe out nice. now. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'd love to play with those guys. listeners welcome back to not just a phase we're talking with lower automation from chicago these guys are awesome technical crazy goodness and i got a couple questions left for them and if you guys could see any band do a reunion show who would it be i was thinking about this so i'll, I'll let I'll let, Nancy take, I'll let andy take a minute i got them all um so I have two answers. One is this band Beanbag. That they were an Australian sick name. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> they were this weird, crazy. They were like a Christian rock band, but like really intense and like kind of. It was my first exposure to like odd meters and tritones and dissonance and just like this really ugly stuff. And uh, their second album came out when I was still in grade school. And um, there was like one song on it I liked. And then in high school or middle school, I actually started listening to it again and was like, this is actually amazing. And I still listen to it all the time. Um, it's really bizarre. Uh, them and then the, my other would be uh, the Sisters of Mercy. Um, I would like them to play their, uh, like their original lineup from 1985. If they could do that, I would be. Is Sisters cool. of Mercy also a Christian rock band? Because it's no, like no. Uh, they were a. Uh, <laughs> or they're, they're a Catholic rock band. The, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, they're um, probably anti that um, would be my guess. They're like a sort of, in, they're like a sort of goth band from England. Um, okay. Super deep voice kind of thing. Um, cool. Got really into that in high school too. Oh, some weird picks. It's an interesting. Uh, yeah. For sure. Uh, my first thought, I had to think of the others for a minute because you can't just be one. Uh, minor <laughs> threat. Minor threat. Yeah. Which lineup, though? Um, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, was Eric, there different lineups? Eric with the real questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just whatever incarnation of minor threat, man. But, like, the lineup with Mike Vallely and Black Flag. Yeah. No, I'd love to see that again. I want to see Mike Vallely fight five guys and also sing My War at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I made a poser mistake. I was thinking, when you said Minor Threat, I was thinking of Black Flag. Oh, no. All right. We good. We good. (laughs) And then uh, I had another band. Oh, this small-time band, Los the Marauders. They're not Spanish. They just just fuck around. They had like a album called every song you fucking know and um it's got like 18 tracks of kind of like rockabilly stuff i think their only live footage is like public access tv <laughs> they just cool. the drummer has just a snare drum they have an upright bass player and then the front man just goes like rah, 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 the whole time and they're my favorite but uh <laughs> cool i think I, yeah the okay, artists. Huh? i'll have to um, check them out but yeah no they um 
I think one of them died, so I don't think the reunion would happen. But wow, dude, way to bring that down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like those dudes. I'm really sad that that dude's gone. They can't make more music, but I very much enjoy their music. That's a small band I'll I'll bring up. Yeah, Minor Threat, Mike Valili, Black Flag. Otherwise. Father shirt is a dress on me. garbage album very poppy uh, but then that's been on repeat also the new low album is like just incredible um those have been like my mainstays the last and depeche mode so really nothing cool or heavy or anything like that um <laughs> so mostly <laughs> those are three, like basically pop bands so but that's that's been my couple weeks anyway I've been listening to Judas Priest. Um, what's it? Um, that one with that opens up with free wheel burning. I just got that that record and been spinning it on my console for a minute. Um, Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith or something. I think is the album. Okay. Yeah, Judas Priest rips. Yeah, they're uh, they're my first concert with Slayer when I was oh, like thirteen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. came out. Came out all leathered up. Uh, they opened with Painkiller. It's fucking unreal. That's Hell sick. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to see that. Yeah. And then I got to catch Slayer on their uh, their final tour. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was at there's some at Riot Fest. You guys have Riot Fest up in Toronto, right? It does come through, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you got? My favorite question. What do you guys listen to that could be considered cringy, embarrassing, or a guilty pleasure? Uh, the it could I, be. 
Yeah, it could be considered by others. If you don't consider it cringy or embarrassing, but others could, what would that be? Um, most of what I listen to. Uh, <laughs> the, the three bands I just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely, like, the funk and, like, stuff from the 70s that I listened to. Probably. Oh, it was not, nothing cringy about funk. <sighs> Some of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I still like it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, so I, like, was exposed to, like, Christian music from the late 90s, early 2000s. Nice. And that's when it kind of was somewhat interesting. This is, like, right before, like, Norma Jean and, like, whatever those other Christian bands were that were, like, really under oath or whatever. I never listened to any of those, but, like, the bands that kind of, like, started it before them were, I think, so. I, I, some sometimes I still listen to. Um, that's probably very cringy. <laughs> to some uh, yeah. so, I mean it kind of is to me too but it's like a nostalgia thing at this point right you know? right right um yeah I want to bust out Smash Mouth <laughs> Smash Mouth Rips <laughs> is an incredible like ska record dude yeah <laughs> they, were, they were very unique too yeah like, I've never heard another band I mean I'm not they were ripping I, yeah. dude I like watched Shrek and I was like okay <laughs> and then I was like is I that on this record in like a record store dude and it was like fushu mang it was like wow that's like a this is smash mouth okay i got it and i was like wow this is a ripping sky record all right did you get introduced to smash mouth through the shrek soundtrack yeah i mean that was the first time i'd ever heard of him because i was a kid but then like when i was in a record store later in life i was like wait they have actual records they're a real band wait how old are you guys I'm, I'm 26. I'm 29. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, Smash Mouth was like, they had that those hits out before Shrek. So I was just curious. Yeah, I remember hearing All Star on the radio when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. But that was, that's, I mean, I don't even remember what song was in Shrek. But before that, that was the only thing I heard by them. Yeah, that was the only way I really knew them. Yeah, was no, same, same. Song. And there's like that other, that other song that they have on Fushu Mane. No, it's funny because the same thing happened to me. I was uh, used to playing a punk band with my buddy, and he's like, "Oh, we should cover the Smash Mouth song." And I was like, "Dude, fuck <laughs> I thought he was kidding." And he started showing me these songs, and I was like, "Whoa, what? This is fucking yeah, right." Smash Some Mouth. of it's really bizarre. It's like, good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Smash Mouth. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Caught me off guard with that one. Cool. All right. Uh, well, do you guys uh? You guys ever done any other interviews before? Like any like podcasts or anything you want to shout out? Yeah, we were just on, we were on David Norman's podcast. Um, Ooh, no, I we feel were bad. on. Now he knows I haven't heard it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to you guys too. I'll check that out. For sorry, sure. sorry. So just rewind that. Take that one back. Yeah. Um, it's all right. You don't listen to my shows. I don't listen to your press. It's all good. I was on, I was on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, a Lambda Forms podcast. Um, which is run by uh, a friend of mine in New York. And we were just on, what were we just on the other week? Oh, the cast that ends creation. That's right. Oh yeah. I got that. Uh, I got that book. It's like a math core kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That was really cool too. Yeah. That was fun. Right on. Oh, there's a dog. Got a couple of questions for him too. <laughs> she, she will definitely talk. Yeah. No kidding. No, that's all right. Hey, we we caught the ba- the bass player. Oh, that's Brian. Hey, Brian, what do you listen to? That's fucking embarrassing, dude. Welcome to the show. 
<laughs> came, out, came right at the end. Sorry. Get the hey, Brian, you're up. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hey. <laughs> it's any consolation. I smell good. Oh, that's good. Nice. This is uh, this is Brian right here. I smell like British cologne. Hello. Hey, Brian. Welcome to Not Just a Face. How you doing, dude? Oh, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. We were just wrapping up. You came late. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's my fault. 100% my fault. That's I did want to say that your uh, thought crime episode was rad. By no, the way, thought crime. Right on, right on. So uh, we're actually just wrapping up. I usually ask a bunch of stupid questions that are not related to your band at all. Um, so if you'd like to answer, you're more than welcome to. I was on the question of what do you listen to that could be considered embarrassing, cringy, or a guilty pleasure to yourself or others? Yeah, there's a band called Formance. Uh, <laughs> so quick. There's a band called Formance uh, that absolutely blows chunks. Uh, I listen to them whenever I feel like, you know, just, just a piece of garbage and I feel better about myself. Yeah, it's called it's, Formance. It's, it's Derek's solo project he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, shame and self-promotion. Yeah. That's like one of the first times we all met. That is how we met. Yeah. yeah. They played uh, my old punk house basement. Actually, Forms is great. Yeah. It's a good band. It's cool. It's like noise. Is that still happening? No, I uh, I moved out of there. Is the is form still happening? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I just finished an, an album that come out sometime this fall, I think. Cool. So they're yeah. gonna be physicals on that, or probably not. Uh, not many people like it. Uh, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It's, um it's very different than little automation that's for sure yeah um but yeah <laughs> <All> right, <cool. laughs> what else do i have here i had the uh... oh okay so aside of uh you know press that you guys have done recently do any of you actually listen to podcasts um i just listened to a really interesting one about um mars hill church which I don't know if you know about that up in Canada. It's huge in the Northwest. Um, Pacific no idea what it is. It's a really, really fucked up dude running that church. Um, and oh, okay. super interesting to hear people talk about it. Like they interviewed a bunch of people that were like worked for the church and stuff. And uh, I think it was just called the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Really like really incredible, like just very well done. Um that's the last one I listened to. I think Brian does. I do. I actually like, I kind of get sick of music really often. So I've started to listen to a lot more podcasts recently. Um, and that's just like, like I just get sick of music because I just like, I, I put it on everywhere and all the time. And then eventually I'm just like, ah, I, I did it too much. I over burned myself out. Um, actually, since we got better in your cast, started listening to uh, your backlog there, um, which is cool. Uh, started, I uh, listened to a lot of like, your usual suspects like uh, uh, This American Life, because like, I mean, look at me. Um, I'm just the kind of dweeb that probably listens to This American Life. Um, <laughs> we keep it to audio for those reasons. I got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always told me that too. <laughs> wow. Uh, <yeah. laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Gee, shout out to Derek's mom. Shout out to Derek's mom. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> Alan. <laughs> 
cool. So do you guys consider yourselves like the the Blink One Eighty Two of prog mathy stuff? Because there's three of you, or no, oh, I was like, where's that going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm actually like really into aliens and uh, the Illuminati and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, and Derek, and you're normal. So and I have a lot of tattoos, mm-hmm. um, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're like they're the same tone as the skin, so they're just hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, we work with MGK. That's the goal. That's the goal of ours. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Travis well, Travis Barker will do anything for the right amount. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> including the Kardashians, or the just kidding. I don't know. Phenomenal drug. I I don't know about Travis Barker. Besides the weird alien stuff, he had like a reality show when I was in high school. That was really weird. Is he hot? Travis Barker. Yeah, he's good looking. I guess. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about him if he's not hot. And there's this really funny meme he's going around, gentleman. like. It's like MGK and Travis Barker and like the Kardashians that they're yeah. both dating and like it's like line cooks getting with the servers in the kitchen. <laughs> I, uh, what was the other one I saw? It's oh, like, yeah. uh, why do they all look like they hang out at Blade's uh, vampire hangout? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all gothed out for that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's your guys' favorite three-piece? Do you have a favorite three-piece band? Uh, so there's, there's that for Brian. Uh, <laughs> Can't say Blink. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess technically Depeche Mode is a three-piece now, so I could say that. Um, oh, I will say um, The Life and Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to Shiner, um, but Sh- oh, it's uh, <clears throat> one of the dudes from Shiner's like band after Shiner. Um, Time's good. They were super... That actually was kind of an influence on us, but very different... They're a little more maybe like shoegazy. I don't kind of. Every, like... every time I'm trying to write a riff, I'm trying to rip off Life and Times. So that's. <laughs> they're uh, they're very good. Crap! I'm spacing on all my favorite three piece bands. Uh, yeah, I guess Blink's not even a three piece anymore, so that doesn't count. All right. Well, if you count the if you count the various uh, shadow men that uh, Travis Barker believes are stalk, stalking him, uh, they've never been a three piece. <laughs> oh, is that oh, a true that's thing? Travis Barker. That sounds. That's like a, What's the singer's the name? It's not Mark Hoppus, is it? No, he's. A... Wait, Travis Barker isn't the one that's into weird Illuminati stuff. No, no that's, that's uh, Tom. Oh, it's it's Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, Travis Barker is actually pretty normal. I <laughs> feel. Wow. But like he's gotten a whole like CIA investigation document, like documentary and stuff. Like they've, I don't know. Apparently, found something out. <laughs> yeah, he was on. I was watching an alien documentary on Crave TV. Uh, I don't know if you guys had that. It's a Canadian. It's not. Uh, it's like Netflix. It's the same shit. But the, like, he was on it. He was on this alien documentary. I don't know where. Like, hey, and Tom DeLonge. And I was like, the fuck. <laughs> he like that's why he left the band. I thought was to like devote all his time to like. Yeah, but I didn't think he was credible. Like, I, yeah. like when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, Tom." Well, he's he's a paranormal investigator, so he is not credible. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough. It's it's all I take <laughs> I take everything with a grain of salt. But as soon as you call you called yourself a paranormal investigator, you really call into question where you're getting your information from. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> not that I'm saying that like this stuff pro- like doesn't exist. It's just like like like. Like, I feel like a lot of people say stuff like, oh, yeah, and back in, like, 1924, the first sighting of the Green Men, 
uh, yeah. happen. And it's like, uh, according to according to what? <laughs> according to who? <laughs> no, I hear up. you. I hear you. I'm definitely open to the idea of it, but I'm sure a lot of strange stories are wildly exaggerated. But you guys got to get to jamming and all that good stuff. So I'll give my last question here. Uh, just an open-ended. Any last uh, shout-outs, plugs, any causes you want to talk about? Anything at all? And then we'll rip you a little outro track. Um, I, I, I'll go first if that's okay. Uh, I'd like to say a uh, huge thanks to the Daves at Zegama Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say fuck the police and fuck, um, really fuck uh, um, state prosecutors. And thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. No, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out to me for being late. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in for the last 15 minutes of the cast. Yeah, also, fuck Brian. Like, <laughs> 100% fuck Brian. Fuck cops, fuck Brian, fuck the traffic. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm going to emphasize fuck the police. Yeah, we don't say get that enough on this show. Definitely get vaccinated if you can do so. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> All right, of course. No, thanks again, guys. <laughs>